And now, for some intro music. Is this what happened last time? <laughs> Ooh, let's podcast. Uh, hello, welcome to episode number 14 of the Bits and Pieces podcast. Um, I am, as ever, joined by George. Say hello. Hello. And Gavin, say hello. Hello. This is the first one we've recorded where I can see everyone's face. Um, it is the first time we've all concurrently seen each other's face. Yeah, at the same <laughs> yes. time, in the same location, across the internet. Some of us have taped their phones to monitors, some of us have fancy things called webcams. I, I we will spare no lengths to bring you exciting and engaging content. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so you guys recorded a podcast without me last week, last week, <laughs> last month even, about E3. Uh um, we did, we did. It was a short, yep. short, quick podcast. We nice. showed our, our skills. We kept it brief, concise. Good. I should expect uh, Yeah, just, just a whistle-stop tour through all of the E's that yeah. you can see at E3. I hear, it was, I hear it was only the length of two conferences back-to-back together, so that was... Yeah, it was, uh, it was E3 in one hour, twice. <laughs> You're done for next year now, at least, as well. So. Yeah, done for next year as well. Exactly, got it ahead of time. Racked it up, it's ready. Awesome. What What have you boys been playing since we last uh, did a... Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's been a while. We've had a, we've had a Steam sale, and I got a couple of things in the sale, that, though I haven't played most of them. Like, I got excited and picked up Dishonored 2 and Prey, which I've been meaning to play for ages. Uh, ah. And then immediately didn't install them and just continued playing The Witcher Three because Classic. I'm actually getting somewhere with that game. That's fair. And That's didn't fair. <laughs> and didn't want to start something big that I'd immediately lose attention to. But I have been playing. I picked up the entire Brothers in Arms series. I guess if you haven't heard of the series, it's a it's a World War Two shooter game, but it puts a real emphasis on you controlling a couple of like small squads of men. And rather than you being the guy that shoots everyone, you're the guy that needs to tell everyone else who to shoot and where to shoot and where to shoot from. Uh, all within this kind of trappings of a usual first-person shooter. And it's it's really good. Like the, the, like, the squad mechanics, I'm really sad, haven't been used anywhere else because it's a they're pretty simple like you have a single button that just gives all the orders and the orders are, and it's all contextual so you don't need to worry about stuff too much like you just like select your squad like you've got a, you've got three guys that have submachine guns and are sort of good at close things and some guys with a heavier machine gun that you just put somewhere and they suppress people uh and you just have a single button to give orders so it's pretty it's pretty easy to learn it's just like aim at the enemies, push the order button and whichever squad you've got selected start shooting mm. uh, but yeah no it all works really well because every every level is rather like is is a puzzle more than well not more than actually like it is an action set piece but kind of almost conveyed through a puzzle 
Yeah. And the puzzle right. is something you have to solve with your squads. That's interesting. Was it is it a series that you've played before, or is this your first your first go through? Uh, no. So I played through the most recent one. Yeah, Hell's Highway. I've played that one as well. Ago. It's the only one I've played. Uh, I'd played I'd played through that, and I'd like played like two missions of the PSP version. Oh, nice. Right. Of uh, one of them. And like a couple of levels of the first two, uh, which I believe are Road to Hill Thirty and Earned in Blood. Like they, there's a, there's a, they sort of put a big emphasis on the story, but it's kind of, I wouldn't say the story is like like especially now it's 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 kind of well trodden ground of like war men <laughs> who cared, you know. Like their they're f- brother, their brothers in war. Wow, brothers in, brothers in arms. arms. Yep, there's a lot. Of, that's the preferred um, limb. Yeah, like so, it's all uh, the story's not super exciting, but it's just interesting. Like each level is just this kind of interesting little combat puzzle that is pretty satisfying to solve. You know, through giving orders and through kind of commanding the squad, and everything just works quite well because, like, because you're in first person. It, like the the level of immersion, despite being quite like the older games, yeah. showing their age a fair bit, it still feels pretty good because it's like because you have to you know you have to look so it's not you're not a guy and you know you're not you don't have a bird's eye view you don't have it's not XCOM where you're, you you know, have a nice isometric thing and you can see everywhere yeah, if yeah. you want to find a good spot to put your machine gun team you've got to go there or have line of sight to there. Right. To be able to tell them to go there. Okay. Uh, and it's nice because everything, like, to progress, you can't you can't just ignore your teammates to just sort it all out yourself. Like, yeah. Uh, like, the most recent, like, so Call of Duty World War Two, they made a little bit of an effort to kind of make your teammates relevant in that they gave you ammunition and they gave you stuff, but it was, like... Yeah, they were, know, it was up, it was up to you to shoot your way through the level. It didn't really matter. Fueling the super soldier. Just Whereas in this, you think your your aim is shit. Like you can't if you try and have just like gut, like gung ho through your way through the level, you're not, you're never gonna get anywhere. Right. And so it's all about uh, like so every, every enemy squad has like a little suppression meter above it, hmm. and so enemies are all batched into squads rather than it just being lots of single enemies, so enemies kind of move about in squads also. Mm. And so it's a little puzzle of, well, I need my squad to suppress that machine gun so then these guys can move over there, and then I need to be able to get round to the sides that I've got a clear line of sight, because, yeah, it's a game where it's like, you're a bit rubbish, and you need help to do, to shoot people. Which is is interesting, because it's like... All the other, you know, kind of every other World War Two shooter is. Yeah, you just run through and you you shoot it, them all yourself. <laughs> You're the cool guy. You do it I all yourself. I am the winner of the wars. Yeah, and it like, and the, it's the, like the. And this is the most recent one. Like it was felt pretty modern, but annoyingly, some a lot of the levels are quite still quite narrow, so it doesn't let you. It's like have fun solving a tactical puzzle <laughs> as much. It's just like well. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, it's just it's it's narrow, whereas the older ones aren't quite as slick, but they give you a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but no, it's like it's a it's a it's a system I'd love to see 
more in games. Like, I think it would make for a very cool sort of if they did another XCOM third person shooter mm. after the Bureau. <laughs> yeah, after, after the resounding success of the Bureau. <laughs> which, if they decide which, to I mean, after, the, after the other game where XCOM tried to do third person shooter with squad tactics that resoundingly failed, I'd like to see them do another one. But double down. <laughs> I'd like them to double down on it, but with better squad mechanics. Yeah. Or just. Because I think the they announced a new Brothers in Arms game that was going to be far less uh, focused on air quotes realism and was going to be kind of arcadey. Oh yeah, like, it was the yeah. F- Furious Four. Did that ever come out? Kind of, no. no, it got it got, got cancelled. Okay, and, and it was going right. to be sort of for kind of yeah. larger than life commandos. Like, like I, I guarantee that there would be a Scotsman in the kilt with a machine gun. There'd and... be there'd be all the stereotypes. <laughs> there'd be yeah. A... Um, that got canned, but apparently there is a new, more realism-focused Brothers in Arms game in development. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, oh well, a series with a future. If I'm just gonna, I, I remember I played uh, Hell's Highway in 2008. I was pretty impressed by. It. I liked it at the time. I I think it actually. I don't know how it holds up. Like you're saying, I think it had like an interesting story compared to the others just because i remember it had kind of an interesting thing where the you know like through the game i think quite a few of your squad members get killed off and like it has a big focus on your kind of the deteriorating mental state of the the squad captain guy i do remember also distinctly there being some really naff sections later on where you didn't have a squad which is always the worst thing in like your team-based game like oh you love that just yeah, that that was that was the weird thing in in Hell's Highway. It's like, man, you know what's great? All of the squad mechanics that we've built up and in making and, make, and making you a part of a team. So why don't we do a traditional first person shooter and just put you in corridor sections? Yeah, like, why don't you? I, I remember it being shooting your way through like an abandoned hospital filled with Germans. It'd be like, oh no, you've become separated from your squad. Shoot your way through this burning building. It's like, all right, so- all right cheers. It's so weird when games do that. They have like their like defining characteristic, and then decide for you know, for a bit would just make you do something that's like not why you played this game. <laughs> I I always remember like Lost Planet. It's like you come to Lost Planet to fight cool giant aliens, and then like you spend half of it just shooting military men. <laughs> but why? It's this like is every other game shooting now. The bandits. Yeah. Now I I want to fight the giant aliens that like <laughs> are bigger than buildings. That's why I want to play this game. Not. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Like. Billy well, I think the thing with the, the brothers in like the brothers in arms story is that the sort of like early two thousands into the late two thousands, all of the World War Two games were, I guess, made by and people that loved war films, and so many of the scenes were just straight homages or just like we're making that scene from this film. Yeah. yeah. Turning it into our game. Just lift. So it. there are a lot of scenes in brothers in arms i mean partly because it's the it's the same paratroop unit that just are just here is that scene from from band of brothers the hdo hbo tv series here is that scene we've made it in our game (laughs) with our characters yeah Uh, and so i think because like for like i can't understand kind of why it just panned a bit because everyone was getting tired it was every, you know, it was everyone was, was was fatigued with that, and so they came out with a really great example of 
an you know an interesting World War Two game that did, I guess, a lot of the, the tropes at the time well, but everyone was really bored. Yeah, I think that. by yeah. two thousand and well, the, the mid two thousands and late two thousands, I think everyone was a bit tired of World War Two games. Like, I mean, even like because I mean, Call of Duty World at War came out in two thousand and eight, and it was like the biggest World War Two game for quite a long time, and. I don't know, even then, I don't think like people were that hyped up, like, yes, let's go back. It's only been, like, three years since the last one, but let's go back. Mm, don't know. Yeah, like, I think it... I think there's... I'm, that's, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm excited for... or cautiously hopeful for an announcement of a new one, as I think mm-hmm. it could find a, find a niche now pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, it's kind of unrelated, but one thing I, I I was reminded of Band of Brothers recently actually. Or did you guys see that thing where the guy, one of the guys from Naughty Dog, came out and said like in in Uncharted before they just had like a health bar, the idea was that uh, Nathan Drake's health would just be like his his luck, like and as you got <laughs> shot at, it was more likely that he'd get shot once and die. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But I think like, but I think that has always been. That's always how you rationalize. If you were gonna rationalize health bars it. and shoot like shooters, but, it's like I feel like that's how everyone's always said. It's just been like, oh well, it's not necessarily my health. I've, it's just my my luck. I've tried it once or <laughs> twice, but then like you know, in in it, you see him visibly get shot, and he goes like, oof, ow, uh, yeah, fair. my I bones. I guess it works better in first well, in first person shooters, cause, like. <laughs> Oh because my. you can't you can't see yourself sure. yeah it reminded me of uh brothers in arms because in that game i believe the mechanic directly is basically as you get shot at you don't get hit but your character gets increasingly suppressed until yeah, they until actually get, get shot and once and die they actually implemented that uh, which i thought was interesting but it kind of like as a realistic game it makes sense but it does kind of i guess if you're making a more kind of dynamic shooter it takes away from kind of the uh you know, every every shooter wants to be labelled as visceral, and it takes away from the visceral osity of the game. Yeah, like, like yeah, because like, yeah, no, it's not a, it's not necessarily a mobile game. It's very much of a you get into cover, you put your squads in the right place, they suppress the other squads so that you can move. Yeah, and I, if and I, I kind of, if I remember right, all the enemies basically died in one or two hits because it kind of had a at least in Hell's Highway, it kind of had a realism focus on yeah it was it's, it's similar in the early games like if the, the 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 guns in hell's highway are far like just easier to use and friendlier to like what you'd expect from a modern shooter than the earlier games where it was just like you're not gonna hit anything <laughs> good luck until until you're shooting at them from 10 meters away with absolutely nothing in between you and them so that you've got a clear shot into them because they're all highly accurate but then the weird thing is in hell's highway the, I think it's the Car ninety eight, the like the bolt action German rifle, has perfect accuracy. Yeah, I remember that. And so it breaks the game a little bit because the whole point is you're meant to suppress the squad so that they take cover and like you can't like you can't really shoot at them because all you like all you can see is a little helmet popping out or like a little arm, and so you're meant to flank and get uh get into a good position. But if you have the Car ninety eight, it is perfectly accurate and so you can almost just sit at the back pick off every single yeah. soldier that appears you know at your leisure 
I and then move forwards. And so it's like, well, and so I guess the point was kind of like, well, I'm not going to use this gun unless I really need to. Aye, because it feels cheap. I, I remember <laughs> it, it feeling really cheap. cheap. It wasn't very because yeah, like, I, I mean, you it had still is. <laughs> it feels really cheap. You, you had the other ones where, like, cause I remember what I think you got the grease gun as well, stuff like that, and it was you know, moderately accurate, but like a bit a bit wild. And so yeah, you yeah, kind of all the other guns are like you had to rely on, on 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 because they're not doing stuff. But I remember like they had destructible they're, cover in that game as well. That was one of the features, I think. Like there's like fences. Yeah, there's, that there's could a, get it's in yeah, it's in um Holland. There's a lot of like Germans hiding behind sort of white picket fences that <laughs> get shredded. I remember that being But yeah, no, simple. like it I'd like to cuz it is an it is complex and the the situations are in feel interesting and satisfying to complete, but it still maintains a, like a high level of simplicity because there are so many other like squad command games where it's like, like, uh, like I was playing SWAT four and that is a game where it's like you specifically, you need to stand here <laughs> and now you stand there. Okay. And now I'm going to give you this, like you have to tab through a command wheel. It's like, right. And now I would like you to prepare to do this thing and you prepare this grenade and you select that door. So, whereas, whereas in Brothers in Arms, it's just like two. Like it's just you there, shoot there. Yeah. And it's like one button. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You There's don't no, necessarily want to micromanage simple. your squad as much. The granular details aren't actually as interesting as feeling like you're in full control. I suppose. Like yeah, because I think like the idea is that the squads you're commanding, you know, they have each of those guests has a corporal within them, so they are semi-intelligent. So like, even if you give them a slightly Duff order that like puts them just out of cover. Mm. They'll just kind of nip into the nearest cover to that spot. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. I think you'd have some difficulty because I remember at one point I was just like, "What can I tell these idiots to do?" And I was just like, "Right, there's a German machine gun there. Can I just like just be like, hey, you just just go at them, just have a have a pop." And I, I remember they basically refused to do it, uh, which made sense. <laughs> I think it could be a little frustrating occasionally, just because. They'd, I think they'd refuse to move until the enemy was sufficiently suppressed, which makes sense. But uh, I remember occasionally it was like I was trying to tell them to move or some shit, and they they wouldn't do really dumb stuff. They wouldn't get themselves killed most of the time, although it could happen. I think. Yeah, it can happen if you like if you just like move and they'll just sprint out in front of a machine gun and get killed. It is because the even for the time the control system is a bit funky and requires some rebinding because. You're so used to left trigger as aim, but that's give orders. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so you can just be like, oh, I'll aim and take a shot. No, I've just asked my squad to run out into the open. Oh, no. So anyway. Uh, yeah, did, enough about my dodgy tactics. So did you, did you say that you've also been witchering? I don't know. We probably shouldn't spend too long on the witcher, because I remember no, I, we previously had a bad habit of just like going into the witcher and then talking <laughs> it about like, it for ages. Yeah, it's like our go-to. Uh, I'll say very little. I'm, I'm sort of making big progress on it, and I, I'm really glad I set the New Year's resolution of completing The Witcher Two so I could enjoy The Witcher Three. Mm. It's been 100 percent worth it. Yeah, you'll be one of the very small amount of people <laughs> who have actually done both of those <laughs> things. Yeah, it's like completed a New Year's resolution mainly because it was how I spent my New Year was completing The Witcher Two. Well, fair enough. Um, fair enough. But no, no, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm spending a lot of time agonizing over sort of various moral choices. Yeah, Uh, 
which is probably which, which is I think a good thing just because yeah oh, the side quests in that game are just fabulous they are very yeah, like, good yeah the depth of writing is great uh, the only thing I don't I think my only like slight, like mild criticism is the is that when you become it was when like wh- like every quest has a level associated with it and if you're too high like if the quest is really under leveled to your current level it doesn't like it doesn't give you any xp yeah which i think is slightly against the like the richness of it cuz you know fine it, like i think i'm level 23 it's like oh well i missed out on this level 10 quest which the story of and just the level design is still really interesting and engaging and it's like it just feels a little bit annoying that like and if culminates in a big boss battle yeah the game you, it, you don't like, get anything you got one xp <laughs> you, it's like it, oh, it is right, usually cool. a boss that you kind of just blow at and it falls over the yeah way. i mean like it do, like the boss it does mean that like the bosses is just like well I'm, i win now yeah mm-hmm. uh, i think it but it, it could almost do with some scaling for that I but i don't know how they'd implement it no yeah like because i don't i don't mind it so much whether are levels where it's like you're not good enough for this i don't mind that so much don't I just wish it. they'd like you'll die. Yeah, like I don't mind the the ceiling being impl- like implemented. I just wish the kind of floor would come up with you. Mm. Yeah. See, I, so think... I spent a while just grabbing Witcher gear, and now I feel yeah invincible. I I see. I I kind of think the opposite. I think the whole leveling in the Witcher is kind of bobbins because Geralt's this like seasoned Witcher who is like amazing, and then if you fight like a high level bandit by accident then they just kill you and it's it doesn't <laughs> really make any sense <laughs> yeah um yeah so, it is um yeah it i does... kind of think the whole leveling it's a really weird rpg world where the actual like leveling rpg elements make no sense it's like oh Geralt learned how to you know knock someone over with his wind powers it's like Silly Geralt forgetting things. It's like, oh, he did that within learning about a month after this happened, and then, yeah, surely he knows how to do that now. He, especially because he's not lost his memory anymore. Um, But anyway, yeah, I think that some of the RPG elements don't necessarily make sense within the world. But Mm. then there are boots that give you better feet. You can't hear me again, can you? <laughs> I was it obvious by the fact that we started smiling and just going mm-hmm. and going mm, yeah. I mean, the listeners the can he- the listeners will be able to hear you. That's the thing. So we just yeah. look like a lunatic. I think we, if I yeah, get we're just slightly closer, mad. We heard the word I, I, boots. You, you just need to get very close and just shout yeah, then you'll, constantly. You'll just at see us. a head on my uh, hair. Uh, yeah, to, to try and say, it, I'm just going to make a point that because we were talking about the RPG mechanics, I was like. I find it weird that it's almost odd because you are playing Geralt, who is such a, a richly written character, who is a, you know, who is a predefined character, and there are so many elements of the game where you're making interesting decisions. And it's like I can't. I, I almost wish I could play The Witcher again with a with a blank character. Really? Or I, just I quite like. Well, I I love Geralt's like I think it's it's a really interesting story, and I so I I appreciate his character, but it. There, like so much we want to be like oh, I wish I could do I wish I could do this game where like I don't feel like I'm making choices where it's like oh is that what Geralt would meant to do because like there's all the chat where it's like oh witches are just you know they're mercenary and they always want their gold yeah. and other people will talk to 
you brackets Geralt and it's like oh you know about other things that you've done but I'm a complete pushover and can never ask anyone for money. And it's just like, oh, go on then, you, you little scamp. Your parents see, are dead. I guess I guess I don't need my reward. Oh, see, I always charge money whenever I played as a girl. I always charge the most amount of money. Exactly. The man's well, got like, a job. <laughs> yeah. It's a living. Exactly. Well, I it's like every time. Uh, yeah, it depends on the character. If they're like, if it's like a wealthy-looking merchant, then I'll be like. I'll get as much as I can, but a lot of the time I'm just a complete pushover. I'm like, I want to be the nice person because <laughs> yes, everything yeah. in this world is bad. Uh, but do you think you do that differently as like your custom-made character? Because I play Geralt entirely differently. Well, that, that's, no, I think that's just what I mean. I think it's sometimes where I'm, make, I'm making decisions where it's like this decision feels like a decision I want to make, but from what I've inferred about Geralt's character. And other, like other characters chat about him, it doesn't feel like the one he would make. It feels like I'm being like, oh, no. I was, like it's. I guess it's the nice thing if you can bend him to be the character that you want him to be. But sometimes yeah. it doesn't quite align with how his character is referred to in the the actual world. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of get what you mean. I think the game is like, by and large quite uh, good. Like witches are meant to be impartial, the and they're just feel... moving through. They. They're not. They're not the hero that steps in to set like to save everyone. My connection. Whereas I'm like, every wrongdoing, I'm leaping in to save people, killing the bandits. Oh, I think that, you know, that person seems a bit evil. <laughs> Although, you know, witches are meant to be impartial. I'm I'm jumping in to to save everyone. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of bits where you know you feel like. You do good stuff, and not really for very much a reason, I suppose. But then it's like, how much of... Like, I, I think part of it's, like, got to do with the way they portray the world, where, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people... Like, the idea is that people just have bad misconceptions about witchers, rather than that being what they're like. Because, I mean, more or less, all the witchers you, you meet throughout the course of, the like, the three games are all, all pretty sound guys, really. I mean, yeah. well... Well, you say that. There's a, so the last witcher I met had just massacred a village because... No, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that guy. Oh, that, yeah. There's the, well, there's that guy. <laughs> and then there's... And I mean, even, even, like, even the... Even, like, the witches that you meet out at the witcher hangout are more... They're more clearly, like, morally grey mm. than you can play Geralt. And so it sometimes feels it's like, well, I'm the goody two-shoes witcher that is nice... And then all the other people are, yeah, I guess. Like, I suppose I don't know. I have a slightly different reading of Geralt, so I don't know. I that's well, I think it's more just like it's just like it feels like it feels yeah. It's the sometimes it feels like you're making the decision that is like oh well that's not the the canon decision. Hmm. Mm. And like I still I still, like I still it's it's just some it's just uh, it's not a. I don't think it's like a problem. It's just sometimes it feels like there's that like feeling in the background of how you choose to play the story. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, but I think I mean Nevia kind of has a point where it's like, you know, depending on like, you know, I think the character can be viewed in different ways. Like, I guess where like you know sometimes when I was playing it, I think I don't know. I kind of I think I, I was a bit boring most of the time, and I kind of. 
you know, I'd usually kind of help people out, but I'd also charge them a fair amount of money for it. I tend to kind of go down the kind of middle middle way, just kind of making decisions, kind of more or less. I get what you mean, like kind of as I thought he'd make them. Like I'd be like, you know, like I mean, if someone, you know, like if there was someone who was in genuine distress, I felt like ah, oh, he'd probably give them a hand. But then if there was someone that was a dick, he'd probably just be a dick back to them. Like I don't think. Yeah. Like and that's that's basically how I did it, like. But I I think I think it's kind of the issue with all sort of moral choice things in games where like, I don't think there's ever been a game like I think, it's a good thing to have it where it's almost like how do you think this character should be rather than, uh here's a morality decision because morality decisions tend to just make you either feel like you're playing the game wrong, or. I don't know. They're just not, you know, not believable most of the time. Like, you know, you, if you want to be a like a a bad character, you just like have to start out and it's like, oh, my guy's a dick. Just, I don't know. Well, it's like I think I think the the, the the game does its moral decisions so well because so often you're just like it's like well here are the two ways you can approach it. I I don't know which is the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and like there's not and. It doesn't do the classic video game thing of like, oh no, your morality slider is in the evil zone. Yeah. <laughs> or you got all the renegade points because you're a renegade. Mm. It's just like, that's the decision you made. It, it, like, here are the consequences. It's up to you to decide. Yeah. I think one thing I did like about it was it is quite balanced in the way that usually, like, it doesn't really matter which decision you make. Usually, like, there's good bits and bad bits about it in a way. Because I think we talked about this when you said you were playing uh, Witcher 2. Because I think there's some pretty, like, ambiguous decisions you have to make in that game. Where... Definitely. You know, like... Yeah, it's very good at making, like, this... Like, I think... Like, Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect. But it, it's, it very much has the... Here is the best path you can take down the decision tree for the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's and like all your squads survive, or like you you're doing a, a one of your team's like side missions, and there's like there's a there's a there's a clear best possible outcome. Whereas with The Witcher, it's just here are two paths you can take. Like either one is is different and has positive things, what but they're, like they're far more subjective, which I think does really well. Yeah, agreed. Oh well. What else yeah. have we been playing that's not The Witcher 3 before we go on another half an hour? Yeah. What, what new games have we been playing what new that games? didn't come out? Is The Witcher 3 not new? I thought that was a new game. I mean, speaking of a new yeah. game, I, I played Shadow of War. That's at least marginally newer. That's the newest one. That, that, yeah, that newest. is slightly newer, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I've played, I played, been playing that for a bit. Um, only interesting thing to say about it is that the orcs are still very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, how, how's the? Yeah, I played a lot of Shadow of More War. More War. No, that's the one before. After. Yeah, Shadow. Uh, the first. The first. Yeah, one. I played the first one too. I didn't play the new one. Yeah, it's basically the same game. The, the only addition <laughs> is like the sieging. Um, yeah. But it's basically the same game. Apart from Big forts. <laughs> Yeah. So did you get to actually bring out your army of orcs this time, as opposed to sort of summoning one or two guys? Yeah, yeah. When you do a siege, you bring out. You have um, 
a certain number of generals that you have that help you do the fight. Um, but yeah, I, it's fine. I don't know. It's not quite as like grand as some of the um, like pre-release thing might have had you believe. Yeah, some of the sieges look do it all cool. yourself. It's like you just sort of. I mean, some of the later ones are better than certainly a lot better than the early ones when you've got more enemy orcs but you can still <laughs> you can still make it <laughs> this is probably a reflection of me you make it very boring for yourself by just like killing all of the enemy generals so you just sort of walk into the siege every time yeah <laughs> oh what sort of like beforehand in the in the region so that yeah you just sort of either you either turn them or you you kill them and then they've got no defenders and then you go and just just walk, just walk it. Just walk Just walk in, kill the overlord. Uh, yeah, it's not really much much of an issue. Um, it's like yeah, uh, no, it's a, it's it's. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one because it's. it's I think it, it just removed or recently. I think it removed all its loot boxes. It did. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because the the loot system in that is was weird. You, I don't understand. Yeah. We'd be. Insane to spend money on um, Shadowlands all loot boxes. If you ask me, I have no um, idea why they thought it was a good idea. But yeah, you know. it's because there's a tenuous multiplayer element to it where you can attack other people's forts. Um, I don't even know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you have a fort, like so you can leave a fortress full of orcs. So yeah, and then other people can attack it, and you can attack others. And then it sounds uh, sounds a lot like the forward operating bases. I was, um, I was about to <laughs> a say bit like that. that but not as good <laughs> because yeah because you're From always doing a siege like you can't stealth a siege <laughs> um, stealth was my favourite well not, not necessarily but it's, you know it's, what the stealth it, was it, there's only one way that has one tone to it is my point is the sieges are just, are just whack the castle the combat but it was just never the most interesting thing about Shadow Order was was the was the combat it was pretty standard the stealth yeah. was, was kind of the more interesting part of it of like slowly turning everyone um it was a bit like you just you snuck about it well it was batman basically you snuck about and then, and then if 20 guys around. rushed at you at once you just like beat them yeah. all up i remember it being yeah. really easy that was the main thing like yeah this is there similarly was... easy um it's frustratingly so when you like you can take on orcs at like twice your level but you can't recruit them until you've made you you've shamed them You've got to like, shame them. Yeah, yeah, so you beat them up and then you shame. say something mean to shame. them. You say something mean to them, like, <laughs> how weak are you? Or, I can't believe you lost so easily. And then they uh, leave and then you can go find them again and make them shame them again if you need to. <laughs> They're more unhappy now. Yeah. You subtweet the leader and then everyone else is laughing at him behind his back. Yeah. And the missions are all kind of basically the same like six missions from the first game there's not really much else to them uh someone's oh, well. after caragors they're gonna fight each other um oh man yeah but yeah if you enjoyed the first one you'll like this one but i've played it for about so sort of, 10 hours maybe I feel like i'm pretty much done with it at this hmm. i've ridden a drake i've um broke some fire so i fought the big fiery guy Done all the important more, bits. So yeah. they added more monsters then. Yeah, they've added the first a one, few more had... monsters. Uh, yeah, Shelob is a is a sexy lady in uh, in a very scantily clad dress now because nice. Um, 
good. <laughs> because I don't have a good reason why. To be she just is. I don't think they the game. The game didn't have one. I don't know if to have like, one. So at some point, go like, and then something happened, and she was forever transformed into a spider. But at this point, she nah. can freely turn between the two. Um, but just yeah, she just is a spider. But the main character is just so he just. He's uh, he's not he's not got any in a while since his wife died, and he's just looking at that spider, and that's like his internal vision. Like, <laughs> spider's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> so he just makes her in his mind into a woman. <laughs> exactly, like, through through, te- through his eyes. <laughs> flipping, having a, an ancient elf ghost is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just being a, just a mad coma. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, a Greek myth about like the the origin of spiders is that they were uh, sexy ladies. I think it's a lady called Ariadne challenges. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's I think it's Hera. Yeah. To poss- or possibly Athena. Uh, it might be Hera, but he's like, oh, I can. I'm the best weaver. I got the or sewing. I'm the best. I think it's weaving. Like I'm the best weaver and I can definitely weave better than the gods ah. and then they either have the competition or they they and she wins or loses or uh, either way Hera gets angry and it's like you know what you're a spider now and I'm, <laughs> I'm turning you into a spider and she turns her into like the first spider boom spiders like, so oh, you can man. weave weave a net forever <laughs> maybe it's that's, spinning that's, that's your maybe lot in life now rather than weaving you know, spiders spin a web. Do, yeah, doing doing stuff with <laughs> cord. Spiders, nice. known seamstresses. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, right, I'm gonna go turn my what's, lights on. You guys talk about something for thirty seconds. What's your new? What are you bringing to the new table? The new table. Can you can you up those new Is games? It, can I up you those the new games? Came out in the last year. Um. All right. So. Uh, well, I've been playing Slap City. That came out. It's in early access. It's not even out yet. So, I, I've i won. I'm playing games from the future instead of the past. So, that's good. It's just a, it's a Smash clone using uh, characters from the various games by uh, the game company Ludosity, who made... Uh, I couldn't... It, no, I don't think I could really. I, I recognize the games. It'll do... Uh, Card City Knights, uh, Princess uh, Remedy, those kinds of things. Like they're 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 like a, quite a small indie game company. All over my head. Yeah, but they're they're pretty good, and the game's really good because the characters are just they're nice. They it's just great fun. It's it's quite a well tuned Smash clone as well. Like it's uh manages to you know actually do the things Smash does quite well. Which is impressive because a lot of them are naff, even the well-intentioned How... ones. I think, like, I found because I I picked up um, Brawl Out, which is another Smash clone. What was that for the one Switch? Rivals of Aether. Rivals of the Aether. Yeah, that was alright. That was yeah, that was, was kind of interesting. Pretty. I like the pixeliness. I, I think game. it like. I feel like Smash clones just highlight how much Smash Brothers characters do for Smash. Yeah, I mean, if you have... and like the appeal of those well-known characters. Yeah, I agree. Just makes it so much more exciting. Have you ever played the um, PlayStation All Stars? 
I, I actually, no. yeah, yeah, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. That really highlights the iconic nature of the like it wasn't as good <laughs> as smash but like there was weeks we played smash loads during a level and i think and when we finished a level someone brought in their playstation 3 right and like because we played so much smash like well why don't we try out playstation all-stars yes smash and it was quite good fun playstation ceo kaz hirai walked into the room <laughs> and it's like so i hear you kids like smash check this out <laughs> And it really started punching us. <laughs> uh, but no, it was like that. Like yeah, that game kind of did all. You know, it had all the Smash stuff. Like it had, you know, it was your favorite characters hitting each other and then pulling out a ridiculous finishing move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what counts. It just wasn't. The I same mean, yeah, like at all. I, I it didn't feel like it. I think it was just because like the system, like the systems were less polished, that, which sort of let that down. But it, you really kind of get that. It, whereas something like Smash Bros, you can play with basically anybody, and somebody will recognise at least some of the characters. Uh, I yeah. tried to play to suit the, the other one with my girlfriend, and I think she recognised two, and that was about it. So, well, who was in it that was game? Where, who was in it? So it was where I first met. It's, I, it's where I first learned about Parappa the Rapper. Oh, really? Come on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Genuinely had not like. Well, I, I never. I. Oh, dear. Yeah, had not had not run into. <laughs> on the street, Parappa not run into and, him. <laughs> on the street. <laughs> the first time like you met him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't run in the same rap circles. Can't, can't believe as him. <laughs> you hadn't even listened to his mixtape before this. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Just disrespectful. Uh, like, I'd. I think I vague like it had the bone. Guy, bone guy, the knight, who's, who's a from skeleton. Uh, the guy from medieval. The guy from medieval. Yeah, yeah. That game yeah, was I sick. I think I think, I'd, I I think I'd seen someone play. <laughs> I think I'd seen someone playing it on PSP, and I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> it's, the bone, it's guy. bone guy. <laughs> it's, it's, look over there. It's 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 him. It's bone guy. How do you not know bone guy? Uh, it had. Uh, you know uh, that the the electric man from the open world. Superhero games, uh, yeah, infamous, and what was his name again? He had some oh, like Cole, Cole something. McGrath, Cole McGrath. Yeah, he was in it, right? Oh, that game and was all right, I'm on, I'm on the uh, list now. I can see Big Daddy. They had so like he was in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dan Taylor slow. in it. Um, I've got, I've got a was list. Ratchet of it. in it from Ratchet and Clank. And yeah, Ratchet, Ratchet, was, Ratchet, 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 Ratchet was really good. All right, so Bone Guy's name isn't Bone Guy or the guy it's from Sir the no, it's, Sir, it's Sir Daniel Fortescue. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. his <laughs> Bone Guy. <laughs> Forevermore. It says it in has it in in, in uh, Bone Guy. Bone Guy. It had yeah Dante featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. It had everyone's favorite character Colonel Raddick from Killzone apparently. Right. Everyone remembers oh, him. Oh right? yeah, that guy. Had, never um, played the kill- had Sack Boy from Little Big Planet. Sack Boy, of course that, it did. That you recognise? Yeah, that, that's like the most iconic character. It had Kratos in it. Yeah, of course it had Kratos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course it yeah, had Kratos. Yeah, and I think I had someone else who shot a gun, but I can't think who it was. Shot a gun. I'm reading this. I'm reading this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were. It had Raiden from Metal Gear. So <laughs> inexplicably. Remember. PlayStation oh, yeah, All Stars because they because I, I think it must have come out just after they released um, Rising. 
Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Mm, mm, I think around that time, but I think it, just, it was it like it was after. Yeah, it was definitely after Rising. That's why they. That's why they put. Okay, them okay. In there. I couldn't even remember how long ago this was because I can't remember how long ago uh, Metal Gear Rising came out. Wow. Who else was in it? All right, okay, okay. Uh, I just think it's weird that like so. I think I think we, I think Sony... we need to go down this segue. Yeah, we do. It's a <laughs> nostalgia it's, trip it's about important. those characters you don't really <laughs> remember you know, from the PlayStation back catalog. Right, so it's weird that the Sony one gets 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 Raiden, and <laughs> Smash Brothers gets Snake. Like that's yeah. probably why they couldn't put him in there. Like, <laughs> well, they get they get most Someone of Snake. The they they left but they they left behind Snake's Snake's butt. For the, for the, for the right, no, this, ga- this game came out a year before uh, Metal Gear Rising, so it must have right. been like normal, like MGS2 riding, like not Robo Robo riding. No, it was definitely maybe Robo riding. Was, was it? Well, it could have been like a promo for it. Like, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was it. They're like, we know how to promote our hyper violent ninja game. Did it have um, Sly Raccoon? Let's pop him next to Parappa the Rapper. Have who? Yeah. Sorry? Sly yeah, Raccoon. Sly was definitely. Oh, yeah, it did. I'm, re- yeah. I'm reading this now. Did it have Crash Bandicoot in it? I feel like it didn't have Crash Bandicoot, but it should have done. Uh, I don't see Crash Bandicoot here, it had which the, is disappointing. The, yeah, it, it had the kid from Ape Escape in. Because, I mean, yeah, it had Spike from Spike, Ape Escape. That's, that's his name. Spike. You yeah. see, if it, it, if it had, had <laughs> if it had had Sly Cooper, Ratchet and & Clank, and uh, Crash Bandicoot, I think you could have settled all the arguments you had in your childhood. <laughs> I mean, being able to beat up uh, Sly Cooper with Ratchet & Clank already... Settle some of them, but yeah. did it have Jack you know, and Baxter? I'm misremembering that. Uh, that's the other one that you would need. That wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. You would. You would it had it had Jack and Daxter, so you could have Rat- a Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter, which I had many arguments about in the playground. Obviously, there's a, there's a correct answer to that question. There is a correct answer. It's I'm not Ratchet. gonna. I'm not gonna it's, say the correct answer. I was, I was yeah. gonna straight out say it's, it's, Ratchet, it's Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Of course, it's Ratchet and Clank. Unless but you see, I think I played. Moment. I think I played the demo for Jack and Daxter Racing. I had the Jack <laughs> and Daxter Racing game. It was a fun game, actually. That was a sick game. I like that. It was like it was. It was, it was almost like it was like a got violent, like sort of violent, almost like burnout like racing. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit like uh, it was that kind of you know uh, like gun shoot. Like <laughs> gun shoot car <laughs> explodey game. Twisted Metal, like, that's what you mean, isn't yeah, it? like Twisted. Oh, the guy from Twisted Metal was in this. In uh, oh yeah, the clown, Sweet Mr. Tooth, Sweet the clown, clown. Sweet yeah. Tooth. Yeah. Nathan Drake was in it. Obviously, Nathan Drake was in it. Uh, maybe, maybe he was the other shooty guy. I was thinking. Of. He, he probably did. I mean, he probably had a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was yeah. the fat princess from Fat Princess. I never played. That. I, you see, I had I'd never heard of that. That was a that was I think that was a pretty. I remember like. Seeing that game a lot, but I think it was around the time I was considering getting a a PlayStation Three. It had Cat from Gravity Rush. No, wait, that was DLC. That was DLC. Oh. Uh, it had the girl from Heavenly Sword. Do you remember Heavenly Sword? That game. That was like, like a that was like a launch Sword. game. Yeah, it was. I like Heavenly Sword. I think I vaguely the name Heavenly Sword rings a bell. Yeah, it's by the same guys who did Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Um, yeah. What they ninja, ninja Theory. Theory. Is it Ninja Theory? Ninja. I keep getting them. Yeah. Nin- the, oh, so the guys that did. Um, yeah, I get Senua. DMC uh, reboot thing. Yeah, I get. And I get Ninja Theory Hellblade. mixed up with Team Ninja, who make. What is it they make again? It's the other one. You know, the one with the ninja. Uh, in. Uh, ninja Gaiden. Guy. Ninja Gaiden. They make Ninja Gaiden, and I get confused with them because they they have the word ninja in the name. Right. Who else was in this incredible video game? 
Oh, it had Heihachi from Tekken. There we go. I've got to get it now. As a, a Tekken enthusiast, I've got to get it. Yeah, like it was. Hello. Yep, you, we we can hear you, Navy. He can't hear us. Can you not hear us? But I'm gonna continue my exactly. We're tepid takes on PlayStation All Stars. Exactly. These are pretty tepid, I think. Who haven't we mentioned? Yeah. It had Emmett Graves from Starhawk. <laughs> that was DLC. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> fuck. I remember Starhawk only actually closed down. Or was it Warhawk? No, I think it was Starhawk that closed down oh, like the other okay. week. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember those were pretty like, they were kind of quote unquote big games for the PS3 at a time when. Cause I remember Warhawk was like a launch game, like a multiplayer. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm trying to remember, because like, the combat system wasn't a straight up Smash clone. It, like, it still had sort of your standard punches and then your special character moves on another button, mm. but it didn't use a percentage system. No. Okay. It used something else, but it was, I can't recall what it was now. Yeah. Like a bar or something, I don't think. Was it something like that? I think it might have been a health, like... It was like, when the health bar gets to zero, then they can, be, they can only be finished by a certain type of move or something? Yeah, it was something else. It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't... It was like it was still a smash plan, mm. but... Yeah, it says you needed to beat people up. You got AP orbs, which meant you could get super moves to defeat opponents. Yes, I don't know. Super moves. Anyway. Yeah, speaking of games yeah. from the past that I just suddenly remembered about, I was like, I don't know, I can't remember why we're having this conversation, but I was talking about. Do you guys remember Lego Racing? Yeah, yeah. which one? Yeah, I was just, oh. I remember having an in depth conversation with my younger brother about, like, like what cars we used to build in Lego Racing. But, like, we used to play that game so much in. Just like building like the most ridiculous cars possible. Just, I, I wish they'd make a Lego racing game that wasn't the Lego game that wasn't just like Lego the film tie-in. That's like the same thing over and over. Lego again. the property. Yeah, I'd like. Well, like, like, like Lego Island Two. Yeah. Lego Island Two. What was the one where you repeat played the pizza guy? That was that was Lego. You were nice. Pepper. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, and you, the uh, the final showdown was the Brickster and his helicopter. Yes, and, you, and you had to shoot pizzas and donuts at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, like the man, that game was amazing. Like, talk about a quality open world that doesn't, you know, that just, that, that, that does quality over quantity. Because that island was tiny, was. but there was so there were so many exciting things to do. Oh, you skateboarded all the way around it. That was a good game. There was the jet ski. There was the the spooky skeleton F one track. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I think I had a friend who had that game, and I never owned it. I really wanted it. I remember, like, it was one of those games where, like, I was in school and I went to my friend's house and played like Lego Racing, and I was like, "This is sick! This is the greatest game ever invented by man!" And so, like, you know, I had my mom take me down to the ASDA, and we we went and looked for it, and it wasn't there. Oh no! And I was so like, you, I was like, just bought you a no, Lego car instead. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Lego Island, I think, was one of the games. Like, I remember, because I think I had my first gaming PC was like some office outcast. It was a Windows 95 Plus, like, thing good. that I think would like came out of a bin. A bin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. And it was just like, I think it, I think that's the thing. I think, like, my, like, maybe my dad was throwing it out of his office. Maybe, like, I, don't know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like around 2000 and then it got 
like left in a st- like an attic or something, and I sort of took it out, and so that was my that that was my gaming console for authentic. a long time because my friends were playing on the PS2, and I was yeah, like, scrap. I was I would like yeah, I was about. So I was about twelve. Just it was just days on like it was on dial-up Amazon, trawling through all of the games I could try and afford with pocket money. So it'd be like going through, I remember going through the PC section, being like, "What PC games are under two pounds, and do I think will what run on Windows ninety five plus?" Yeah, that's, that's an important that's thing a, to uh, consider, isn't it? That's, that's a uh, yeah, it, it like it limited your library, and it basically meant I played. Lego Island <laughs> yeah. and and Star Wars Rogue Squadron, <laughs> the uh, the N sixty four like port. Nice, it's great. I remember when I had I, a, know, a... I had a crap PC and I used to play a lot of uh. This is this is I always I obviously needed to shut you up and talk about Sonic three D. <laughs> I played a lot of Sonic three D when my computer couldn't run anything else, and it was weird that that game even had a PC port. But it, it is weird. It really it weird, is weird, actually. But hey, so you go hey. having tough times at that period, though. In fairness, they needed some money. <laughs> true, true. Anyway, this is this has been a good a good sojourn through through memory lane, an unscheduled yeah. one. I know, like I think of... I'd just I just forgotten that anguish of like buying a PC game yeah. and just the anxiety of like will, will it, it run yeah will like will I be able to make it run Stressful. have I just wasted yeah you know four I, weeks pocket money I remember I had I remember like my most ambitious one was at a time when I had the graphics card I had was an Nvidia 6150 LE this was like bottom of the barrel like <laughs> like a, a multimedia card basically from back when you know nvidia like cards were still in the thousands and you know uh i got it and i tried my i went into uh get the game station it wasn't a game then because they still had game stations I remember and i went in game stations were good they were better than game even though they're owned by the same company card somewhere like i card. probably do it's yeah. a good card it Hadn't got me things in the day <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was the good thing about it. It looked badass. <laughs> it a nice card. And anyway, I went in there and I bought Crisis. And I took it home. Ooh. And, ah, uh, no. No, it no, would launch. That was very it... ambitious. <laughs> no. 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 I think I kept it for some reason. I don't think I returned the game. Uh, oh, so that never was what, played. 2007. 2007. Uh, I think it was seven. 2007. It wasn't. It might have been two thousand. No, yeah, it would have been two thousand seven. It was like I, uh, I think that circa two thousand and nine. I got a new PC, and that was an exciting time for me because I think I, I I made the jump from my <laughs> bucket machine that was on Windows ninety five to to a Wii. A Wii, ooh, ooh, getting powerful. <laughs> two GameCubes strapped was, together. Was, <laughs> so went down, the leap to, was huge. <laughs> <laughs> a side grade. <laughs> hey, can't complain, can you? It's got motion yeah, controls, does 3D graphics, <laughs> can run and, uh, Lego Indiana Jones. <laughs> Probably can run a newer version of Internet Explorer than uh, than Windows 95 could. So all good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, my my Windows 95 user was never connected to the internet. All <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> that's living the dream. <laughs> it was it was like it was on the floor. In the like corner of a room. Nice. 
<laughs> and it would like sit next to the like family computer because for some reason like apparently wouldn't let me install games on that so like stay in the corner games will give your computer viruses all right yeah. it took me years to convince my family otherwise. yeah no. <laughs> uh, anyway oh gosh right should what was it? anyway he, i guess we oh, should yeah. do a quiz eventually oh, 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 i just want to i just i just want to add by the way okay because it, because sorry. we got uh sidetracked slap city is good all right it's okay. a good game. Oh yeah, I forgot because, what we're talking about. It manages to do the It manages to do a like cuz you know what you're saying, it's all about the funny characters. And the characters just work. They're weird, they're a bit different. The cool. in a kind of colorful way cuz my there's two characters that I like to play. The only two good ones. All the other ones trash. Get them out of my face. The and it's the big muscular fish who throws dumbbells <laughs> called Fish Bunjin. <laughs> Nice. And he he can do flexes. You know how in in Smash is it? Who is it that has the the shine reflect thing? Is that uh, is Fox that, has one? Falco yeah. can throw one. Exactly. Uh, he does that, but he does it by flexing. Moth can counter. And so you can like you used to be able. They kind Mario of, has a cape. Exactly. They kind of fixed <laughs> so it. I'm just gonna list them all. Now. They kind you of are. fixed it. Because you, you know how there was like, it's like one of these weird old things I remember seeing in like Melee YouTube videos where you could do like really, really fast, uh, like reflects over and over and over if you timed the jump correctly. You used to be able to do that with him and just stand on the spot, just flexing at a remarkable <laughs> speed over and over. And anyway, yeah, he throws dumbbells. It's all good. And the other one is business casual man. Who, <laughs> who is a a strange no, sausage, <laughs> a strange sausage-like figure, who generates money by hitting enemies and then can cash in to do a ridiculously powerful attack, and it's it's good. It's got good mechanics. It's, you sure he's not just like an extra from Modern Warfare Two multiplayer? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Where inexplicably, every time you died and you were shot, money, money, money exploded you. out of you. I always wondered why that was because the game didn't have a money Never mechanic, <laughs> but must have been important to someone. Anyway, yeah, it's good. There's also a ruby that flies around with a wee sword. It's like Zoro or a wizard. And there's there's other characters. They're all good. They're all good. They added the goddess of explosions to it, who <laughs> what it sounds like. It's a very fun game. Very fun game. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, I guess. So I forgot that we were talking about it. I didn't mean to. What's that? What's that on? It's, it's on, on PC. PC. It's on PC. It's only on PC. Early access on Steam. It's a fiver. It's worth. It. I got it on sale for three pound. Cool. Good value. Good value. It's good value. Might have to have a check that. Yeah. Out. Well, maybe if it like releases in three years, because that's three <laughs> years in the future, and we've been talking about games ten years in the past. Well, actually, if it releases in ten years, yeah, we've been talking about games ten years in the past. On average, we're like right on date. Yes. In terms of at first, I thought you were games released. Making a joke about how long this podcast. No, was. I'm trying to desperately justify. <laughs> like, we've been talking about games for ten years. <laughs> Not that long an episode, George. Not yet. I mean, it's, we're only at an hour, really, which is the length of one E three. Yeah. Uh, so not bad. Bef- I think not bad. Before we, if we, before we finish with a quiz, I kind of feel compelled to. I see you just talk a little. I see bit you about looking one, in the background there. One one board game. Okay, tell us. Just because, about... which is which is which is Roll Quest, and so this is a game that is it's not out yet. I think it is 
on Kickstarter or coming to Kickstarter. So we met the guys that make this game at the the game, UK Games Expo, yeah. and they very kindly gave us like a really like a pro, uh, like a sort of prototype edition. Mm. Like they gave me all the cards and the the counters, um, and the, like the bits to it. They, sat, they didn't have a box, so they gave it. They like, they I think there was a they just gave me like a makeshift box to kind of put this everything. This is the in. one that came a, in the celebrations box with a sticker on. Yeah, the well, box. it was no, no better than the celebrations. It was a Cadbury's Heroes box. So it was, it was perfect, really. Yeah, with their branded sticker on the front. <laughs> with their cute. branded sticker. So the game's called Roll Quest. Yes. Right. Looks at the sticker. Yep. Roll Quest. Um, Wait. It's... And it's a kind of social party game. And so, like, I took, so I took it onto my board game group and we kind of had one, we kind of had a, a tester session trying it out. Um, and I think, I think there were some, one or two rules we weren't quite clear on, but I think we've had emails since that I think they've been clarifying stuff and it seems like something they've been clarifying so there was a lot of like us filling in the blanks on what we think should have been happening in the game but the general idea is you get give like you draw some cards that have personalities on them and each like round it's you and another person improvising a little a little scene. You act out a scene together. And during that scene, I think it's like a 60 minute... It's not 60 minutes, sorry. You act entire, put on an entire play. <laughs> no, 60 seconds. Uh, scene. 60 minutes, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have 60 seconds to like improvise a scene with them. And you you have a card that has some personalities on. And so it might be like, you're jealous... Or you're stubborn, or you're romantic, and you have to convey to everyone else in the group your personality. Yeah. And yeah, like, and then you score points if people guess what your personality was. Right. But, and I think, and I think this is the way to do it: is that each person. Like you and the other person play out a scene, and then everyone else who's watching get at the end of it guesses, chooses to guess one of you. So the idea is to try to outact the other person to make it more obvious what your personality is, so that everyone else will guess your personality rather than the other person's, because you can only score points if people correctly guess your personality. Okay. Right. So like, if you're really clearly angry, but the other person is trying to convey a mild sense of ennui and no one's really getting it <laughs> um, then everyone's just be like okay I'm going to get like you only can guess one of the people so everyone's like oh I'm going to guess George he's really clearly angry and I'm like yes I'm furious meanwhile the other guy miming <laughs> that was good miming, I enjoyed that <laughs> the other guy like miming George. with a, a no, wee sorry. cigarette in his mouth miming drinking absinthe in a French cafe and mulling over the universe <laughs> yeah. like, no one understands it <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, you have to act out a scene with the person. So, like, oh, with the and person. Being really... oh, okay. So, yeah. So, like, you have sixty seconds to do this scene, and so you're the way it works. Is, like, you're also choosing a location. Right. So, the location like helps set up the scene. So, you go around and you put your little marker on like the tavern or the town hall or the cemetery. There are these little locations in the middle, and once everyone is in a location with one other person. You pick a location and those two people act it out. And just someone else from around the table says, you've just arrived in the tavern and 
you're lost or you're at the town hall to complain about taxes mm. and then like you you act you that just starts you on your scene and that's like your your thing right okay. and it worked quite well like there's some other like i don't think we we didn't took a while to get because there are some other mechanics that we weren't quite sure about that but like the core of it is you're just trying to out at the other person and so it does it seems like a game that was just designed for like drama classes and improv <laughs> groups with go. like a fantasy spin because it, yeah it, it works <laughs> quite well but it seems best for like people who can act yeah it's like people that can act like i imagine it would be hilarious to watch like you know people with any semblance of kind of improv talent actually doing it yeah or at least people with no shame i think that's the key (laughs) with stuff like this like the person who's good exactly the person who's good is the one who just goes for it but the the person who's like oh i don't know if i can do that is that improv? Did you just improv on David? Did you just improv another mustache there? Sorry. sorry. Again, the I the, just the readers, sorry. the the listeners can't see this this good stuff that's going on. What, me, me going like with my, with yeah, my him him going wire. like that. Unbelievable. The scenes in this voice. Hey, we need some audio description here. Oh. Nevi is draping a headphone wire over his top lip, over his existing mustache. Exactly. Completely derailing the for a second of mustache. It's got two. But yeah, that game sounds fun. Sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, it, like there were a lot because there were like obviously to make it to, to like encourage the kind of fantasy theme of it. Mm. That like there are a couple more mechanics. Like you get a unique character, uh, and we couldn't quite figure some of them out. Like so, each card that you get has three personality traits on, and it wasn't clear whether you could act out all of them, and then only had to guess one, and a couple of things. And then there's a mechanic to give curses to people. And so it's like, this round, you've got to act out the scene, but you have to do it in a really squeaky voice. <laughs> nice. That uh, and stuff like that. The, and like, you... No, no, go on, go on. Sorry, no, no, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, and then you get like a character role, and some of them we could figure out, like, I had a really easy one, which was I get I got to guess twice when I had to guess the person's personality. Yeah. Nice. Whereas other people, like... One and done. Had ones that sort of interacted more with the the sort of fiddly mechanics of the of the the game that like flesh out a little bit. Right. Because I, I I also got a game that sounds a bit similar to that from the expo as well. We got the um, that vote me one, where you have to give like a party political speech about like um, like sausage balloons or something. Like that sort of merge two words together in a kind of almost like cards against humanity fashion. Which again sort of seemed like it, it. I played it a couple of times, and it it works best with people who who were just prepared to give like a stupid mini speech and then answer questions as sort of their sort of bullshit political persona. <laughs> um, I've, I've if, played if something similar, aren't which quite was up for it, then it doesn't really work. But also, yeah. when I took all the cards out of the box, like maybe like four fifths of the cards are just like voting cards. Because it's, I think it's like six teams, and then there's a different card depending on which country you're voting, which team you want to vote for. So there's just so much like stuff that's not like actually like the actual game is about. No one can see me gesture on the podcast, but like 
it's like a, maybe there's about maybe twenty cards that are actually to do with like oh. the um, like actual themes and the actual bits that make it kind of funny. And for the rest of it, yeah, the rest of it is just is just like it like represents like these weird little like mini continents that you're trying to win, and then um, all the voting cards for each each party has like seven voting cards, but then they also have a voting card for each individual part of the continent as well, and there are seven parts of the continent. So just so uh, much crap. There's just so much loads of so, cards. For well, I guess I guess it's because a lot of the like these like these games are, are quite simple in premise. Yeah. So you need to, I guess, if you're making the game, you need to kind of feel like you're justifying the value of your. They box. could have just had more like you, more themes, more like uh, more just ideas of what what things could be on the on the cards that are actually involved in giving the speech, rather than so much to do with just the voting, which is like they're not like you're not you're, it's not a game you play to win. Like it's a right. game you play just to have fun with. The upside of this is that if if you have like let's just say five people who really want to just have a good time, have a laugh, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, like really engage with their new political persona as the leader of the yeah. sausage dogs union, and <laughs> one guy who just can't, he he doesn't like fun, but really likes the idea of being a voting agent in an extremely complicated bureaucracy, <laughs> then you're golden. Yeah. You're golden. Yeah. He can represent the balloon party and he can get the red country on his side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like there was another one that I played that has been released that was called The Hen Commandments. Right. And the idea is you're like, you're all part of this hen cult. And... <laughs> It's like oh, ten rounds, and you're, and you reveal like phrases to form a complete sentence, and each new round is a new commandment that is being revealed. Right. right. And so then it's up to you to like make a speech as a cult leader, on like interpreting the commandment. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember if you're playing cards from your hand, but like the idea is you're just make, you're making a speech to interpret these completely nonsense sentences mm. as like the great the you know, commandments from the great hen uh and you're trying to convince everyone else to vote for for your mad scheme right. slash interpretation of the hen god <laughs> as you do there are hen parties all yeah. the time i think that's to do with that isn't it oh is that what those are that's a, I, that's I a cult so. thing yeah <laughs> well you see Every time I've asked to attend one, they say that I'm not allowed. So, I mean, it's obviously because I don't believe quite so fervently in poultry as yeah. as those ladies did. Yeah. Uh, you don't meet the minimum requirement of feathers and a cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. No, you're getting confused, George. That's quacker. I... That's the duck god. Mm. Quacker. I, I never wanted to hear the word cloaca again or think about it, but you know that's just it. Right, so what's the deal with this quiz anyway? Before, before, yeah, before someone caves and asks to before we expand on the on the ins and outs of egg production, exactly, egg and other things. It's the same whole. <laughs> that's what's so wonderful about Are the cloaca. Any eggs in my quiz? No eggs. No eggs. All right. Okay. So. so 
when when we're doing the quiz never you're gonna really have to make sure that you speak up because otherwise we're gonna answer the questions in a completely bullshit manner and just assume what you've said <laughs> that might be how to if you're win too the quiet quiz. <laughs> maybe so we'll see okay i hope so, so. i'm good at the that quiz, the quiz is on near automata which is a game i've been playing quite a lot of recently um right been absolutely loving it's- I'm, I've just finished writing, well, doing, done a first draft of an article about it, which you'll be able to read soon as I do a second draft and someone actually has a look at it and tells you I've not just spent 2,000 words with gibberish. You can't hear me again, can you? We could hear no. some of you. Most, we can hear most of you. Most okay. of you. Keep, go, keep going, I'm keep going. Forge closer. ahead. Uh, okay, so. Maybe he just anyway. doesn't like the program. Just The program's just upset today. Yeah, I don't know why it's... it's anyway. So, Nier Automata quiz. Okay, so question one. What are the robot androids in Nier Automata? Are they A. Fighty robot androids B. Sexy robot androids C. Protocol robot androids D. Transforming robot androids E. Sent from the future to kill John Collar in the past robot androids Or is it F. A and B robot androids (laughs) So Uh. our answer is A and B uh, the last one. Are you sure? Right. This is a competitive uh, quiz. I'm, I'm this is a competitive quiz. You yeah. see, yeah, I've never lost. So I was trying to think about. I was like thinking, you know, I've 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 played some of this game. I'll know the answer to this, but I don't know the answer to this. Um, I've never played any of this game. I've played. I've played. I've played a bit, and then the game refused to launch. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit. I'm, exactly, they've updated it. They released a patch. <laughs> John Connor uh, features prominently now. <laughs> exactly, the, the Arnie expansion has been released. Uh, right, I can't remember what the options are. Okay, so uh, is it A. Fighty robot androids? B. Sexy robot androids? C. Protocol robot androids? D. Transforming robot androids. E. Sent from the future to kill John Connor in the past. Robot androids. Or is it F? Answers A and B. Uh, I'm going to go with C. Because they're definitely sexy robot androids. It's true. I'm going to go with F. Answers A and B. <laughs> uh, George George is correct. They are, they are both fighty and sexy robot androids. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So is that the official term? Or is this just how you're describing them? That's just what they do. They are both sexy and fighty. Okay, sorry, I wasn't sure if that was like the in-game lore term. <laughs> I would love it if it was. What I, the awesome I hope you are. carry that same thought process through to the rest of the questions in this okay. quiz. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so, number two in the Nier Automata quiz. Nier Automata incorporates several different types of game. Which of these is not a Nier Automata? Is it A, Bullet Hell? Is it B, a cool 3D Platinum Combat? Is it C... A farming simulator where you farm robots and sell the farmed robots to your human overlords who immediately throw them in a scrap heap to emphasise their position in society. This in itself is a meta-narrative about people view third world countries and how how we deem people to be below them. Or is it D, a cool 2D platinum combat? So which of those is not in Near Tomata? Um, it's... Uh, right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with C, the farming one, because I I don't think it is a farm. There's no I don't remember any farming in it. Okay. I'm gonna go with the last one, 2D platinum combat. Okay. Gav gets a point. Of there course, no I farming, get a point. But there is. Well, you know, no I've, got, I've got it like 
it's no fun if you know I just win every so time. That's but, like, true. That's <laughs> keep, keep, you have to you have to give me a chance. Maintain you the jeopardy. Chance. You do. Know, there is weirdly um, fishing in Nier Automata, which I there's fishing. When you use your robot to go fishing. <laughs> yep. The thing with the 2D stuff is like the camera always changes as well. So like you'll be yeah. going through, running through an area, and then suddenly it'll go like 2D, and then sometimes it'll be top down. It's pretty yeah. weird. I like it. It's good. It's how like um, I feel the Sonic game should work. <laughs> yeah. Like go from 3D to 2D. Um, but Unfortunately, they rarely, rarely uh, ever seem to do. What, to get Platinum to make the Sonic games. You, Sonic yeah. team bounce off a, a springboard in Green Hill Zone, and suddenly you're in a farming simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so it's one all at the moment. Are you ready for question three? I'm born ready. Born ready. Okay, so. I was hatched out of my machine pod ready. <laughs> I was hatched out of my cloaca ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the names of the characters in Near Tamartha are all subtle references to something. Which of this, which of this, which of these is a real one? So is there, one, is there a character called A4, which references the fragility of paper? And that we all one simple tear away from being destroyed, <laughs> and this, <laughs> and it's mortality that intrinsically links humanity. We might speak different languages, have different beliefs, and live entirely separate lives around the world. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, but we all share this sim- single similarity. One day, just like a single sheet of A4, <laughs> we will all be disintegrated until nothing is left. <laughs> there were so many Sorry. times there where I thought you were going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was typing this on the train and the guy next to me, I think he thought I was having a mental breakdown or something. (laughs) (laughs) You kept glancing over and just kind of looking a bit worried. Uh, Anyway, so... (laughs) Is it A4? Is that that a real real character? Or is it 2P? Referencing two-player games, like what this game is not. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is the answer 4A? Referencing the fact that a foray is quite similar to an adventure. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it two, or is it two B, which references Shakespeare's Hamlet, to be or not to be? That is the question. W- which is the real, real robot android? Uh, it's I. I'm going with the last one. It is two B. It is the last one. It is the last one. But I was quite proud of, of 4A. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favourite one. Those were pretty good. You put a lot of effort into those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh audibly on the train, which again made me seem a bit mad. <laughs> As I slightly giggled to myself about a crap. That's how you... That's how you know the quiz is going well, the quiz writing. If people in public are both worried about you and like just being like, why is he laughing? It's always good. Hello? Nevi. <laughs> Hello? He can't hear us. Could he not hear us? <laughs> I was wondering why he's just staring. <laughs> My phone was frozen, and I wasn't sure what was happening, oh, so I was having a right. look at it. I wasn't sure oh, right, yeah. it crashed. Yeah, no, we could, we could still <laughs> see you completely normally, and you were just, like, staring. No, I was and we're just like, the, what's, I was looking at the same. What's happened to Nevi? Is he <laughs> all right? <laughs> I've crashed like a robot android. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like a like a both fighty and a sexy robot android. You've crashed. I, 
Oh, I'll take the compliment of the sexiest. <laughs> 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 right, okay, so it's it's currently uh, two all, I think. Two all? The most exciting right? score. Oh, yes, two all. Yeah, two Number all. Four. That's right. In Near Tomata, each weapon has a story and a name that tie back to the characters in some way. Which of these is a fake weapon? A. Virtuous Contract. B. Existential Crisis Converter. Or C. Cruel Blood Oath. Hmm. I think it's B. I don't think there is. I could be wrong. It sounds. Uh, it sounds good. I want to good, say B. But I mean, if I wish B was real, I hope B's real. Actually, I hope I'm wrong because that's good. Which so you're going C, Gav? Did you say? No, B. I'm going B. You're B. Going B. We're going, going existential going crisis B. converter. It is we, not. We both... it's, it's actually A. This was the closest I came to writing an actual question for this quiz. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I was looking at the weapon names. They're all a bit mad. Virtuous contract. Cruel Blood Oath is also a made-up one, but it, it sounds like the weapons in that game, to be honest. Okay. Wait, so which one Which one was the real one? Uh, well, it was or, the which fake, one's the fake one? The fake one, one was find the fake Existential one. Okay. Crisis Converter. Oh, right, okay, so, so, yeah, those ones were real, uh, okay, real. okay, yeah, right, right, I thought so, yeah. I definitely recognised the first one. Yeah, that's the one you start off with. So we got it wrong, got it right wrong. point. Wrong, we, No, we got it, we so said it was B, we said it was the existential crisis. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot what the Come question on. was. Come on, hey, that's what I was even gonna say. Win. <laughs> <laughs> even, <laughs> even if it'll leave us on the exact same point standing, we prize our points. Okay, yes, you both win. <laughs> I tally I tally the points that I accrue. Most okay, important so, thing to me. This question's a bit long, so just bear with it <laughs> while I um while I read through it. So in okay. the Tomata you fight all kinds of robots. However, mild spoilers. <laughs> Eventually the robots take on human appearance. What na- what are the names of these robots? Is it A DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? <laughs> Very <laughs> Very few things survive well, in the one. world. One day, a simple robot stumbled onto a container housing a back catalogue of DJ Dazijef and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Although this was mostly box sets of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the single ro- robot began to worship this container and its contents like a god. When the human robot things were made, they came back with the consciousness of DJ Dazijef and the Fresh Prince. Or is it B? Gavin George, it was you two all along. I knew it, you sneaky bastards. I always expected <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, or is it C? Adam and Eve showing that they are the first in a new race of beings just like Adam and Eve from that famous old book. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Um, is it uh, C? I mean, you know, I, I, I want to... I can't... I know that the truth is that it's B, but I also... My programming won't let me reveal my identity as an android, so I'll have to go for C, unfortunately. Self-preservation protocols. Exactly. Well Sorry. You both passed the near t- near automata <laughs> quiz, and um, you got it correct. You've passed the quiz. You have failed the Voight camp test. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the quiz. I didn't do a tiebreaker question. Um, Unbelievable. That's fine. I'm happy to keep my winning streak going. Yeah, so you can both be losers this week instead. <laughs> we're, both- <laughs> no, we're both losers. <laughs> Maybe like the, the real winner of this quiz. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. So that was that was the quiz I wrote on the train. <laughs> yeah, the DJ Jazzy Jeff bit also got <laughs> a weird look. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. 
think this is giving us deep insight into your mind on the commute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm impressed that you managed to keep such creative, freeform <laughs> content flowing. Yeah. Mine is just fuck. Why is it so hot on this tube? Oh, it's been so warm. I've needed to do something to take my mind off. Um, but yeah, there you go. That was that so was the quiz. Maybe. Maybe they just thought, like, they were looking over at your document and they were like, is his brain just, like, overheating right now? Like, <laughs> But you got to imagine yourself, I wear quite a nice suit to work as well. I show this to people who have, like, spreadsheets open and, like, regular <laughs> documents, and there's me typing this. <laughs> Bold, size 72, <laughs> underline, <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. Laughing to yourself. Because I bold the the answer that's the right answer. Because I'm just used to doing it. So, yeah, you have the. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed making. I enjoyed that very much. Our identities as robots are safe, so it's all good to me. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Uh, That's it. That's all I've got. I guess. We'll wrap up, shall we? Yeah, and I guess with that, it, the, the the podcast does a a great tumultuous power slide around the corner towards yes. the end. Which is one of my favourite things about Nair, is just sliding everywhere. I think all games yeah, have a nice slide function. I've, I've expressed that's, this that's sentiment true. before, because I... Right when I was playing, uh, I, I was playing like Destiny and Borderlands at the same time, and you yeah. can do these slides in Destiny. And then I went to Borderlands, and I kept oh. like sprinting and then pressing control and like getting like mildly angry in my head. Like <laughs> I, I wanted to slide down this surface. Why have you done this to me, Randy Pitchfork? But it didn't work. And then Warframe, you slide everywhere. And then yeah. there was like. Uh, Vanquish, you could slide all over the place oh, in that game. That game was sick. Everywhere. Speaking of platinum, just yes. slide all over the place. Dude, love some good Vanquish. Yes, great stuff. Everywhere in that game, sliding in slow motion as well. Exactly, S- slow motion like Guitar Hero power slides on your knees <laughs> yeah. while blowing up robots. What a yeah. game! Always a that game. sort of power knee slide as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, okay, so let's wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And it's um somewhat unusual quiz this week. <laughs> um, not our standard Extremely normal. gaming knowledge uh, quiz, really. A light ramble through the, the back catalogue of PlayStation characters. <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. With uh, Bone Guy and... Um, Bone Guy. <laughs> and all his chums. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. If you found the podcast without the website attached, then you can find us over at bitsandpieces.games or on Twitter at Bits Plus Pieces and Instagram and Facebook at those bits and pieces. I have been Nevada Drew. I think I forgot to say my name at the beginning of the podcast like I do every time I seem to host these. Um, but yes. Finish well, you're the, you're, the, you're the charismatic host. Everyone knows you. You're like <laughs> Terry Wogan. Oh, yeah. Terry Wogan, if he God rest his soul, does not need to introduce himself. Everyone knows him from his knew him. Everyone knows knows the Wogmeister. Exactly. Everyone knew the Wogmeister from his his smooth tones. It's like that. Is it because I'm a, a sexy robot? Is that, <laughs> that is exactly why. You can you can sense the the fluctuations in the voice modulator a mile Did away. Did you say fluctuations? <laughs> I didn't, but I I could have. I could have yeah. said it. 
Okay, well that's all that counts really. Anyway, let's, let's close off. Thanks for listening everyone. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bleep bloop. <laughs> Very robot noise. Very nice.